0: Hey, you guys. I'm so glad to have Mr. Mike Scarcosa with us. And he is an American journeyman and entrepreneur that's rooted deep in the world of music, art, and fashion. Some of you guys may remember Mike from his stint on America's Next Top Model. And it's just during the season when he had the, the guys and girls that first time um, that Tar Banks offered it for men to be on the show. And he was a standout from the beginning. And we're so glad to have you here, Mike, on Black Canvas. I'm happy to be here thank you for the uh, for the lovely introduction. I appreciate you being here, and I want you to kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. I know you have a business and things going on. Do you mind kind of elaborating more for our listeners sure sure i
1: mean i I actually grew up as a musician um, that was sort of my first passion, my first love. Uh, I started touring and playing in bands when I was still in high school. I signed a record deal, granted with a tiny little shitty indie label but um, I, I signed a record deal in high school and then I uh, started touring the country when I was just a teenager. So um, that was really sort of my first true love. Uh, I was a guitarist and musician. Uh, and then after I stopped playing music, I, I spent a lot of time, a number of years on the road, um, sort of tour managing and, and traveling and working for other bands and artists and musicians and musicians. Uh, yeah, that was sort of really my first true calling, um, although most people nowadays, uh, the only people I should say nowadays know me, as you said, from America's Next Top Model. So I was on <laughs> Cycle 20, which was the first cycle to feature guys and girls, and um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's sort of the,
0: uh, that's why I'm here, I guess so, right? That's part of the reason why you're here. Sure, Sure. (laughs) but I think like the show itself, like it's a phenomenon with just like how many fans, and especially since COVID, I know you've probably heard this many times that people have been had a resurgence of watching the show, and and maybe your fan base maybe has expanded further with people just really getting to know who you are as a person. And I'm just glad, like I watched it originally before, of course, COVID, and I remember when it first came out, and you did such a great job. You had a great spirit. I think that Tarah Banks definitely, you know, she had a liking for you as far as like giving you that platform, and we could just tell that you were just excited to be there, and you just looked like you were having a good time.
1: I was definitely having a good time. I don't know how well I was doing on the show, um, but I was definitely having a good time. So we'll we'll leave it at that for sure.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we also know with reality TV, I mean, nothing is real <laughs> when you just look at. You know, you you say that, but I meet people <laughs> that that still don't quite still don't quite get that to be honest with you, so, um, but, you know. It, I don't see how they can. I mean, when I look at reality TV, I, I go way back to, like, Flavor Love Days, and no, I'm really going back, but just, like, <laughs> <laughs> we all know that that wasn't real, but it was just, like, just seeing that on television, and I just know that, and I've talked to some other contestants from America's Next Time Model, so I've talked to Kenya uh, from Cycle 4. Uh, one of my good friends is Jocelyn. She was on there as well, Jocelyn Pennywell, and then I talked to a few other people. I know really it was one person I, I'm hopefully in the future, we'll be able to kind of set our schedule. And I've talked to Mina as well. We've had a lot of one-on-one conversations and I just love talking to people. And, and I always tell them, it doesn't have to be an actual interview just getting to know everyone in their stories and everyone has a different takeaway from the show. But the one thing I always say is an opportunity is an opportunity and, you know, just being able to be on a, tv platform and for people millions of people to know your name is just unbelievable
1: oh a thousand percent yeah it truly is it really is more like a platform and it's all sort of um it's sort of what you do with it coming out of it right and i think there, you know it's 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 a very different experience for a lot of people um it's a very different experience for a lot of people before me i was cycle 20 right i was the first one with guys so um you know everyone has sort of their own path and their own journey if you will but uh you, you know i i I had a very different sort of set of circumstances sort of going into it. Um, You know, I never auditioned for the show. Um, I I literally met Tyra Banks working on a food truck and she was like, you should come on the show. And so I went on the show because I just thought it would be such a unique experience and um, you know, something, uh, something fun to do. Uh, I didn't really have much, much thought uh, outside of that kind of going into it. And so, you know, and I look back on it, uh, which is now uh, it's not 10 years yet, but it's getting there. Um, you know, it's, um, I look wow. back at it with very, very fond memories. And like I said, for me, it was all just a very sort of unique, um, just a unique
0: experience, you know, something else to sort of, you know, look back upon. I love that. And can you kind of tell me what was it like when you first entered the house, like when you realized you were chosen, what was that experience like for you? Well,
1: so again, so I, uh, let, me, let me really think about the uh, the timeline of things here. So, we filmed the show. It was like February. So I think it'll be about nine years this coming February. So it was probably around this time um, is when I met Tyra. Um, yeah. It was probably right around Thanksgiving. I met Tyra working, like I said, working on a food truck. She goes, you know, you you, you should come on the show. Can I get your, can I get your number? Uh, which was hilarious. So I wrote my name and number on an order ticket for, her. and um, <laughs> you know, when she asked me that, I just thought she was being polite. You know, like I was like, Oh, she probably does this with everybody. Like, no one's ever going to call me. Like that was just such a, you know, such an LA coincidence to sort of happen. And sure. was about two weeks later, I got a call from one of the mm-hmm. casting producers and they're like, yeah, we got your info from Tyra. You know, we'd love to, to, to meet with you more. And um, at the time, I forget how it worked out, but there were a couple like open auditions and they wanted me to go to them. And I I think I just straight up told them, no, I was like, yeah, I'm not interested in doing that. Or I was like out of town and like, wasn't going to be around. I forget exactly what the circumstance was. So I ended up sort of like sending them some short little, you know, video that I filmed and put together. And then I remember I did, I did some sort of like Skype interview with again, one of the producers, but you know, it felt like every time they'd call me, which would be like every other week, They'd be like, okay, great. You're sort of through to the next round. You're through to the next round. You're through to the next round. And in my back of my mind, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Cool. Like, that's fine. Like, nothing, nothing new here. Nothing changed in my book. So um, I remember one time they called me and they're like, hey, we need you to film yourself as we have a phone conversation. And in my mind, I was like why? <laughs> like, why? Why do you want me to film myself? And then I realized they were going to tell me, hey, we've selected you to come into the house. And they wanted to like, catch my reaction. Um, and I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, uh, gotcha. I'm not the most animated person. So when they told me, I, I, I think I said like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Or something, you know, very casual, and not the response <laughs> that they were looking for at all. But, but um, so yeah, that's when they told me that I was going to go um, and be invited on the show—that was sort of what they were looking for. And then, even at that, I think there was about 30 people, guys and girls, that were actually invited. And then, of course, there was only what 12 or 14 that made the cast out of that, right? So even though you were selected to go, it didn't mean that you were staying. Um, and when they were sort of like walking you through everything, they were going to—they were telling us, "Yeah, so you could be gone for two weeks, or you could be gone for two months." And again, at the time, I was, let's see, I was 27 when I did the show. I, I was the oldest person at the time to ever do the show. Uh, I, had a, I had a life, I had a job, I had bills. You know, I, I, I was like, listen, I just can't disappear for two months. Like, so I started telling everybody what was going on and they did not like that. But uh, again, I, I was, I, was uh, yeah, I had my own life, I had my own things going on. This was just something that I thought was just sort of different and unique. And I said, it's, you know, it's, it's something I couldn't pass up. So I, I, I made it work. Um, but again, that's I just had a very different experience, even just going into it, than pretty much
0: mostly everybody else. So, I love that you explained it that way because you parlayed it into a great career. We're going to talk at the end about your actual career that you're doing now, but I really want to talk about like being signed. I know you say you were signed to major modeling agencies, and I want to make sure I have the cities correct. I think you said Los Angeles when we talked. New York, I believe, Miami and Chicago, I believe, with some of the areas where you were signed.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much every major city here in the States. Um I never did any work overseas. Uh but what's funny, again, with the with the show again, I'm going back here and thinking about it and um it was always again a little different for guys than it was girls. You know, there were there were there was many girls that were on the show that once they got off the show, like never even brought it up again, because they sort of found it as a deterrent to their career, if you will. Um, but for a lot of the guys, mm-hmm. I think they kind of embraced it, um, you know, but also just cause you're on the show doesn't mean that you're going to get an agent coming off of it. Right. Like it, it's, again, it's all sort of a platform and it's sort of how you utilize it to the best of your ability. Right. Um, so, you know, when I came off the show, I actually, mm-hmm wasn't sure if I was going to continue modeling or, you know, again, it, it was sort of just this, this sort of blip, this sort of, this sort of thing that just happened. Um, and I actually was reconnecting with, uh, again, I grew up as a musician. So one of my old friends uh, from my music days, uh, we sort of reconnected after I was on the show, he was running the men's board at a company called MSA, uh, which is now defunct. I think they changed their name and maybe they don't even exist anymore. But anyway, he ran the men's board in New York. And he was the one that signed me in New York. So that's where I first signed with an agency was New York, but it just ha- happened to be somebody that I had known from, you know, a previous life, if you will. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, from there, it kind of grew from there. I signed in LA because they had opened up an office in LA and then, you know, so on and so forth, sort of subsequent cities, uh, usually how it works, right. You sort of have like one mother agency. Um, so, yeah, again, it's all sort of, you know, sort of the weird twists in terms of life, if you will.
0: But I think like that, those twists and turns helped you to create such a great modeling career for yourself, you know and whether if it's short lived or not for some people that's still an experience, you know and especially like you said, we get older I know for a lot of the young ladies, unfortunately in a modeling agency then normally you have models at 13, 12, 14 years old starting out and then when you turn almost over 21 it's almost like you're old in a modeling agency. And that's really not the case but that's how it was back then and you know, now we,
1: yeah, it, it's, it's a very different world for, for women than it is compared to men, for That's sure. True. So, you know, I, to, for me to even speak about, like, you know, what it's like being a female coming up in the industry um, is, is really quite different. Now, again, everything's sort of ever-evolving and changing nowadays.
0: Um, but,
1: yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely a little different,
0: a little different for guys. That's true. Now, did you have a specific shoot that you enjoyed the most or one that you maybe felt like if you had made it farther in the show that you would have liked the audience to see? Progress as a model? Is there a specific one that you saw other people she Like, man, I wish that people saw how well that was for me or I could have done that or it. Well, listen,
1: I have to tell you, I, I went into this with zero experience, which was very clear once you saw me. Um, and, you know, the whole time they, <laughs> they make it seem like, oh, yeah, we're, we're teaching you things and we're working with you. We're doing this, we're doing that. In reality, they're not doing anything. They're just filming you and, you know, making a show. They're making a show, right? It's a show about modeling, but at the end of the day, it's a show. So, you know, the fact that, you know, they, they want to see improvement from week to week and this and that, it's like, uh, I don't know, man, you know, like you guys shoot all the frames. We don't see a single frame. The only frame we see is the one that you show us. Um, you know, I highly doubt that sometimes the ones they use are the best frames that we had. Um, but again, it's a show. They're making a show. Uh, they have a story they want to mm-hmm. tell. So, you know, do I feel like I progressed throughout the competition? Uh, I don't know. Did I get more comfortable with it? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it was something very new to me, um, you know, and I think anybody sort of going through something new, there's always challenges and, you know, you're, you're not sure what you're doing. And, you know, I got to do that
0: in front of millions of people, which was super exciting. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, I love to see when you first started out to where you, where you are now in life, I mean, now being a parent, being able to, to use that as something that down the line, if she'll be able to see this and say, hey, my dad was on that show. And, you know, you'll be able to always have that memory. It's just something of, especially the people you were on the season with, they had a lot of strong standout contestants on that season. Total, so I think that's totally. just something great. I love that. So I want to kind of ask you another question as it relates to um, what has been one of your biggest accomplishments that you've had since leaving the show that, that really stands out to you?
1: i mean you know i i have to say at the current moment just the biggest accomplishment is sort of having a child and having a child during the middle of a global pandemic and uh you know keeping my uh, my, my wits about me has been quite the accomplishment if i have to say um <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. it's uh, obviously the last year year and a half has been such a trying interesting time for a lot of people in a lot of different ways but um yeah i mean i i went through I've been through quite a lot of change in that time um, and ultimately ended up uh, with a daughter, which is, you know, it's the best thing in my life. So, um, you know, it's
0: hard to beat that. It's hard to beat that one. That's true. So let's kind of talk about your younger self. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, you get to choose whatever year you want to choose. What would you tell Mike? (sighs) Oh, man, that's a good good question. Um, man,
1: uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think about it too much. Um, I always felt like I try to just make the best decision with the uh, information that I had at the time in front of me, you know? Um, I definitely had a lot of fun, uh, when I was younger and mm-hmm. did a lot of awesome, weird, awesome, crazy shit. Um, but I think I would tell myself is to, uh, <laughs> you know, is to not sweat the small stuff so much. You know, I, I I've 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 always been a very like detail oriented person in sort of anything I do. Um, but I think, especially being as a younger kid, I think I, I, there should have been more of uh, less sort of thinking about it and just sort of doing it right, not worrying about what the future is going to hold and mm-hmm. um, and all those sorts of things. So um, yeah, it's tough, man. You know, I, I, um, I I've been very, I feel very fortunate to be very. Um, enjoyed sort of different stages in my life. And um, there's been some ups, there's been some downs, which kind of comes with the uh, the territory, but, you know, I've been very, I feel very fortunate to uh, have experienced a lot of the things that I've done up to this
0: point in my life so far. Right. So let's kind of talk about your career. Can you kind of tell us about um, Sarto, if i it correctly, Collective? Yeah. So Sarto Collective. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, you know, again, being sort of in, I, I came from,
1: a musician. Um, and then I got into modeling, which, you know, was a was another sort of creative field. If you look at it that way, I, I really got into, I didn't never really enjoyed the, the modeling work per se, you know, do shooting, you know, you know, doing e-commerce for eight hours a day and just changing clothes 40 times. Like that's not very fun and exciting, but getting to collaborate and, fo- and work with some really talented photographers who again are really good at their craft um that was always a fun thing for me uh and that 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 sort of tickled that creative itch i had if you will um that i i sort of lost when i stopped doing music you know so um so from then from there you know be, uh, being in fashion modeling whatever i, I kind of got more into just sort of the fashion side of things which again was sort of another creative outlet for me um and i started um i'm originally from the east coast and i had some friends uh in philly that had a custom suit company. Um, they have a couple locations, and so I opened up. Uh, I opened up a location for them here in LA a couple years ago now. Uh, and so then I really got into custom menswear, custom suiting, custom clothing, uh, and really enjoyed that process of, of really getting to work with people on a real personal level, and then creating really cool stuff for them. So um, you know, again, obviously the last. Year year and a half has sort of thrown a lot of people for a loop, and uh, we ended up um, ended up walking away from that company, and then um, decided to start my own thing. Um, so that's what I'm doing now with Sarto Collective. So it's I really kind of look at it truly as a collection. I have a I have a sort of a stable of really 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 talented um, tailors, cobblers, um, milliners, leather workers, um, chain stitchers, just people who do really 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 awesome work. Um, that I sort of work with and together I create custom pieces for people so I do I do I do a little bit everything shoes jeans jackets hats um, really anything that you want created custom one of one as I like to say Uh, I'm sort of the guy to procure it for you and, and sort of put it all together if that makes sense
0: It makes perfect sense. I think that just kind of shows the creative style. Even with modeling, I know modeling is one of the hardest things for a lot of people to do. But when you think of what goes into creative directing of a modeling of a set, making sure that you have the right photographers, the right wardrobe stylists, I think that all kind of plays into even what you're doing now in your career. Making sure everyone is is making that creative picture work for you because this is your business. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, you know, again, I came out of the sort of the,
1: uh, the DIY, like punk scene as a kid, that was sort of my world, Mm -hmm. Uh, DIY, meaning do it yourself. So, you know, when we were, you know, when we were in high school, we, we'd book our own shows, we'd make our own records, put them out ourselves, you know, it was that sort of mentality, right. And I think, you know, I think that's sort of just stuck with me so much in my life. Um, As far as the way I approach things, um, you know, it's very much like, all right, I'm just going to go out there and sort of forge my own way and forge my own path and sort of figure it out as we go. You know what I mean? Um, So that's always sort of stuck with me. And that's sort of the, that's certainly the challenge of doing it by yourself, but also the exciting part of, 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 of doing it and,
0: you know, sort of curating it on your own. I agree. And that's what I love about this podcast. And then the second one, I just started Space Between a month ago. Um, which I allow artists to come on and sing live. So Mike, if you ever want to get out of retirement and sing and play, <laughs> I got you. I, I don't sing, but I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, you know, I'll jam I'll, I'll out a little bit. I'll riff out. We'll make it work. Uh, but yeah, I just started that when I was, thought it was something fun to do. And I've had some really great artists on already who's performing similar to like MTV Unplugged. So we kind of- Okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talk about the songs in between and, and they just have a great time. And I actually had a guy today who performed and did a great mashup of some songs. So it's just something I thought it'd give people an opportunity outside of Black Canvas, an interview setting, to just rock out, have a good time, talk about music, and just have a, you know, almost like a, a, trying to think of how I can explain it best. Almost like being in a club and being able to have that that kind of setting. And so it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. So I have one more question for you, Mike, before I let you go. And do you mind letting our listeners sure. know where they can find you, all your social social media apps? And then also if you can let us know um, where they can find you if they want to buy or purchase anything as it relates to your collection of designs.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, listen, my, my name is Mike Scacosa, S-C-O-C-O-Z-Z-A. Google me, um, at me. It's just Mike Scacosa.com. Pretty much everywhere. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as uh, engaged these days as I think others are on social media. I've Got a lot going on in life, but, but you can certainly find me there. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, Sarto Collective is my my little company, and um, you're more than welcome to uh, check out my
0: website. DM me, whatever works for you. I'm happy to uh, happy to assist. And you guys, if y'all looking up Sarto, it's S-A-R-T-O. That's correct. All right, and thank you, Mike, so much for being part of Black Canvas. I know we have been trying to make it work, and I'm just so grateful to, for, first of all, that you agreed to be here to talk and share your experience. And I wanted to really talk more about your life outside of just the show, because the show is just, like you said, it's TV. But I've seen so much of you know, your growth and who you are as a person, and you're a great father and a great human being. So we're glad that you're here.
1: Well, thank you so much. You know, it's, uh, like I said, I I always look back on it fondly. And in a weird way, the show has impacted my life in a, in, in a lot of different ways that um, I just would have never thought of. So, you know, I'm always grateful for it. And it's always a pleasure
0: to, to, to talk to people that I get excited about it too. So it's great, man. All right, well, thank you, Mike, so much for being here. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Mike, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and thank you for making time to talk with us. All right, you too, thank you. Okay, bye.